And now on Radio 4, it's time once again to join the show business legend, raconteur, after-dinner speaker and twice winner of the West Yorkshire's All-Comers Gurning Trophy, 1968 to 1969, Count Arthur Strong. Having retired from Gurning after successfully defending his title, Count Arthur only pulls faces for his own pleasure these days, but could be tempted out of retirement for something like money. Join him now for this week's instalment of Count Arthur Strong's Radio Show. Um, two packets of ginger nuts, a stamp, I need a stamp, um, 121-inch brown shoelace. Hello there, could I ask you a question? No, you can't. I'll forget my shopping list for local radio FM 119. We've got better things to do with the... Ooh, radio, you say? Oh, on the, on the radio? Oh, yes, always, all the time in the world for the radio. Great, I'll just switch myself on. Now, what do you think... Is this going out now? Um, no, no, it's for an item on the six o'clock news. What do you because think... Because I'm telling you, you've, you've struck gold here. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with both ends of a microphone, I am. Not to mention the middle. Right. So, In you... fact, you've probably recognised my voice now, I've said a bit, haven't you? No. Yes, you have. Come on. It's on the tip of your fingertips, isn't it? I'm sorry, do you think I could... Uh, come on, I'll kick myself if you don't get it. Where have you heard my voice before? Um, I can't really think where I might have heard your voice before. Look, can I... I'll give you a clue. It's a radio show. Yes? With animals in it. I don't know. Something to do with a zoo? No, listen. The bloody archers! Are you... The everyday tale of the bunch of the country bumpkins. <laughs> I was a vet in one of the early episodes of that. Were you? Oh, yes, it was a long time before your time. You must remember it. Hey, I had to put Jack Woolley's dog down, you know. <laughs> it was very harrowing. I still get letters about that. A cocker spaniel. Do you? Well, lovely. Can I ask you a question? Not now? that they had a dog there. It being radio, they just pretended. Which was just as well as I had to hit it over the head twice with a shovel. <laughs> oh, yes, I said it was a real eye-opener, that. Because when you listen to it and they're out in the fields, up to the neck in pig doings, milking sheep, well, they're not. They're all indoors, stood around reading it all, drinking tea. Oh, yes, I took my duffel coat, my Wellingtons, I stuck a straw in my mouth and everything. But they'd never go near a sodding cow. Hey. <laughs> They did say they might make me a regular character, but I've heard nothing more up to this morning. And that was, um, 1964 I did that. <laughs> so I don't know what they're playing at. Um, I only hope I'm still free when they finally do get in touch with me. Yeah, I've got a feeling you will be. <laughs> Please, can I ask you a question now? I believe that's what I'm stood standing waiting here for you to do to me, isn't it? Right. Are you aware of the plans for the proposed new bypass? Yes. And what are your feelings about the effect it will have on the town centre? Actually, that is two questions, isn't it? What? It's two questions, that. What does it matter? Does it really matter? I'm not cricketising you. I'm just pointing out for future reference that your approach is deeply, deeply flawed. You know, if you want to be the next Jeremy Packermack... <laughs> ..or Humph Jumphries... 
<laughs> Perhaps you'd better revise your modus lelandi. Well, I think that's all I need. Thank you. You've really been a big help. It's a pleasure. I know what it's like when you're starting out and you want to make a name for yourself. Been there, seen that, done it, wearing the shirt, got the shoes. Um, <laughs> what time is it on, then, the six o'clock news? Because I'm not listening to all of it. Eh? I've stopped listening to the news. It's all gloom and doom these days, isn't it? Not like during the war. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I used to like on News at Ten. They always had a funny little story on at the end, didn't they? And finally, today in Doncaster, a flagpole got stuck up a lovely fluffy kitten. Uh, uh, that's what you ought to be concentrating on, the lighter side of it all. There's too much news on the news these days. Not like when I was younger. We were too busy for news, eh? Never mind the bloody ring road. We never had them, neither. We used to go straight to places, not, not round and round them in circles, eh? Though there was no tomorrow. Did you get all that? Uh, yeah, thank you. Right, well, if you think you might want to make me a regular on it, you can always get hold of me in Jerry's Cafe and we can discuss my fee. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Jerry? What can I do for you this morning? This morning, you can do for me uh, bacon, egg, sausage, fried slice, um, a sausage. You said sausage. Uh, no, no, I want two. Uh, I'll have another egg as well. And, and two cups of your best tea. Oh, right, huh? Uh, I suspect you don't get much time to listen to the radio, do you, Jerry? Well, it depends. What do you ask? Oh, you know, they have some interesting things on sometimes, don't they? Um, Ed, stupid stewpot, um, the offshore shipping thing. I'm sorry, I don't have much of a clue. Hesitation! Um, <laughs> yes, I've actually just recorded a segment for the six o'clock news myself as it goes. Oh, really? What's that about, then? Oh, it's tropical stuff, you know, Jerry. <laughs> um, my ruminations will probably be over the tops of most people's heads. I will listen out for it. Here's your tea. Thank you. Right, let's get over here and have a look at the crossword. There we are. Let's have a look. One across. Morning, Jerry. All right, Jeff. Tea, is it? Yes, thank you. And a toasted tea cake, please. Hello, Arthur. Jeffrey. Can I sit down? Don't you know? Know what? Whether you can sit down or not. Um... When was the last time you sat down? Have you sat down this morning? Well, no, I, I don't know. I, I mean, yes. Oh, that's a very comprehensive answer, isn't it? <laughs> You've covered it all there, haven't you? I, I mean, can I sit here? If you must. What are you doing? I'm trying to do the crossword puzzle. Oh, I'm good at crosswords. Really? Are you stuck? No, I am not stuck. I'm trying to concentrate if someone would pipe down for a second. Ask me a clue. Oh, for crying out loud. Go on, ask me a clue. Seven down. <laughs> go, go on, ask, ask me a proper clue. Five letters to egg on. To egg on? Yes, to egg on toast. I'm having it for my breakfast. Now shut up. Can I join you, gentlemen? Oh, that's all we need. Oh, isn't it cold out? Out where? Outside. Well, don't go out there, then. What are you doing? I'm trying to do the crossword, but I can see that's a forlorn hope now. Are you going to the shoulder of mutton tonight? I might. It's quiz night. Oh, no, you have to be quiet for that. 
I'll tell you something, it's antisocial, is having quizzes in pubs. If you ask me, landlords should face a severe fine for putting on pub quizzes. I'll do a diatribe on that next time I'm on the radio. The jackpot's £50, isn't it, Sally? £50? What? £50 of money? Yeah, it's been rolling over. It must be won this week. £50? Why didn't anyone tell me? It's not a secret. Oh, I'll have a go at that, then. You can't. What are you talking about? I can't. You've got to be in a team. I'll have my own team. How many can you have in a team? You can have up to four, but the teams had to be registered by yesterday. Well, no-one's told me. Why didn't anyone tell me? Are you in a team? Yeah, the Three Musketeers. I thought that up. Well, I'll be in your team, then. Well, we've already got Three Musketeers. Who's the other one? Wilf. Well, thank you very much. That's years of friendship for you. Hey, anyway, listen, clever clogs. There, there were four musketeers in the three musketeers. I've seen the film. <laughs> Oliver Reed, Frank uh, Carson, <laughs> him, him that did Dr. Kildare, and Michael Burke. Four, see? Hey? And I'll tell you something. If that question comes up, you'll be all be laughing at the other side of my face with me as your team captain, won't you? Now, come on. Let's get breakfast out of the way and get some swatting up done. My name's as good as engraved on that money in my pocket. A trophy, I mean. You know, I have things to do this afternoon. I've got me washing out. I can't spend all afternoon in the library. Neither can I. Oh, hark at the two musketeers. Sneezy and dopey, eh? Do you want me to win this quiz or not, you two? Eh, you can't think why you had a team in the first place. Talk about bad altitude. Our motto is supposed to be one for all and all for everyone, all for themselves each. <laughs> now, come on. Right, how is this for a plan? You two spot up on this Encyclopedica's Britannic calculus and I'll have a look in the newspaper at the crossword. Um, current affairs. Um, all the current affairs, in case that comes up. Then we're covering all the baseballs, aren't we? So, while Jeff and me work our way through dozens of volumes of encyclopedias, you're just going to flick through papers? You have a very narrow way of looking at things, don't you, Sally, sometimes? I do hope you're not going to be a dissenting muscadet in the ranks, because they would have beheaded you for that. Madame Guillotine is a very fickle mistress, Sally. Now, can we all get on with the jobs in hand? I should be in the reading room. Right, let's get in here in the warm... Have a sit down. Uh, now then, one across. One across. Are you going to be long with that? I beg your pardon? Are you going to be long with that paper? Well, what's it got to do with you? I want to read it. Well, you can go and whistle. I'm doing the crossword. You're not supposed to do the crosswords in them. That's the face and public property. Excuse me. I am the owner of this copy of the advertiser. I've just taken it out of my pocket. It doesn't belong to this place. But I didn't see you take it out of your pocket. Oh, right, little Sherlock Holmes, aren't you? Shh! Don't shush me. It's him you should be shushing, accusing me of defacing the advertiser when I'd just taken it out of my own pocket. It's still in your pocket, look. How did that get there, then? Someone's done that. That's what's gone on there. He's got an accomplice, Sherlock M. Look, eh? They're, they're trying to frame me, the pair of them. You nearly had me there, didn't you? If I wasn't one stepladder ahead of you. Arthur. Oh, what do you want? I'm trying to do the crossword. Ref uh, research, reference, cross-referencing. That's what I'm doing. I'm double and triple checking everybody. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be reading the recyclopedias. 
Arthur, there's 27 volumes of it. We can't read all those. Oh, for crying out loud. How do you think we're going to win this quiz if you can't follow the simplest of instructions? It's just a pub quiz. It doesn't matter who wins, really, because... Geoffrey, I'm appalled. Quite appalled to hear you say that. Only a pub quiz. Call yourself a mountaineer? One more misdemeanour like this and I'll be snapping your sword in half over my knee with a dishonourable discharge. <laughs> You'll be pounding the streets in your de-mob suit before you can say Lord Kitchener. What did you do in the war, Daddy? Hey, how will you be able to look your children in the face again? I haven't got any children. I'm speaking metaphorically, Geoffrey. You don't have to have children to look them in the faces when it's a metaphor. <laughs> When it's a meteor, the faces follow you around the room. Yeah. Right, go and get Sally and meet me for a rendezvous in Wilps at 0200 hours, right? Oh, all right. What time is it, 0200 hours? Two o'clock. It's the height of stupidity, is that? The 24-hour clock? That's the uncommon market for you, eh? Why can't they just say two o'clock? Hmm? We knew where we were when we had the same time twice a day. <laughs> Afternoon, Arthur. Wilf? You're in early today. Well, what time is it? It's two o'clock. No, I'm not then. I'm bang on time. On time for what? Our meeting. What meeting? This meeting we're having now. Sorry, Arthur, I'm not with you. Our two o'clock meeting. Come on, Wilf, keep up. Hello, Arthur. Wilf. Jeff. Sally. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on, Wilf. What's the capital of Peru? Lima. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're saying that, but there's, a, there's only your word for it, isn't there? I'm sure it's right. No, no, we'll have to do another one. Um, what's the capital of Iceland? Reykjavik. Is it? Yes. No, 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 I'm not having that. You, you, you could be saying anything there. It doesn't even sound like a real word. Red Corknick. Why don't you ask him a question you actually know the answer to? Thank you very much, Sally. We're doing just fine here. I'll get to you in a minute. Don't worry about that. Um, oh, yes. Uh, what is the capital of Paris? There isn't a capital of Paris. Yes, there is. That's where you're wrong. P is the capital of Paris. The letter P. Yeah. And that was in a Christmas cracker, so it's been well documented. Yeah. Well, I hope you won't be asked one like that tonight, or we'll be in a right mess. Oh, is this about a quiz? Correct. I've been drafted in at the 11th hour to give you a frightening chance. A fighting um, chance. Oh, have you? Well, won't we have to change the name? No, we won't. I've been through all that with them. Listen, Dr Kildare, Oliver Hardy, Frank Randall, Michael Crawford. Four. Four musketeers in the three musketeers. So what's this all about, then? Well, as these two are incapable of reading a few encyclopedicas between them, I've decided to give everyone their own specialist areas of expertise. So we're all playing to our strengths as twere. All right. So let's take you, Will, for instance. Um, any meat or meat-related questions, general butchery, abattoirs, etc., will fall to you to cover because that is your sphere of expertise. Do you think we'll be asked many questions about meat? We could be. <laughs> We could be. We don't know. It's a quiz. <laughs> Sally, you will deal with any questions about the female of the gender, including drag acts, should any of that come up. Um, for instance, the Queen, Lawrence Llewellyn Nightingale, um, <laughs> Mother Theresa, 
or Danny LaRue would fall to you. What, what, what's my area of expertise? Fetching drinks. I'm quite a good speller. I could do the spelling. All right, then. Spell Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Well, it sounds near enough. But you don't win quizzes for sounding near enough, Geoffrey. Eh? You have to be spot on with spelling. One slip and you've had it. Fifty pounds down the spout. What's your area of expertise? Well, it's what to choose with me. Um, I'm having trouble limiting myself. Um, so what I've decided is I will be the utility man of the three stooges. Uh, musketeers of the three musketeers. Four musketeers, however bloody many of them there is. Um, I do all the mopping up after you lot. Specialist subject, show business. What I don't know about show business, you couldn't engrave the Lord's Prayer on the back of a stamp about. Eh? <laughs> I'll tell you something, you'll be lucky if you lot answer one tonight. And listen, I want all the answers to go through the team captain, right? Like they do on a question of sport. Who's the team captain, then? I don't know. Is it David Coleman? Who? Or is it that little jockey that won't shut up that stands on a box? Ian Botham. Oh, <laughs> I mean for the quiz tonight. He won't be team captain for tonight. It'll be booked up months in advance, Ian Botham. Anyway, you can't have five people in the three musketeers. That, Sally, would be stupid. I suppose you'll be our captain then. Oh, Sally, I have to say I'm very touched that you should choose me. What was that, Geoffrey? Seconded? Um. I accept the nomination. Right, you two. Push off and do some swatting up for tonight. I want you at the shoulders of mutton at 700 hours precisely. What time is that? I think you mean 1900 hours, 7 o'clock. It's ridiculous, isn't it, eh? To think we've now got over 1900 hours in a day, eh? <laughs> no, no wonder I feel tired come 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> what was wrong with having 24 like we've always had? <sighs> Come on then, you two, learn something. Chop, chop. Oh, there's a thought. I'll have one of your chops. And another one of your chops, please, Wilf. Evening, Arthur. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh, blimey, there's a few in here tonight, isn't there? Hello, Arthur. Oh, thanks very much, Sally. I'll have a pint of bitter. I only said hello. Oh, go on, then, I will. A packet of cheese and vinegar. I better not say anything else. Where are them two? Wilf's not here yet. Oh, Geoffrey's over there. Who are they he's talking to? Uh, Def Leopard Forever. What? Def Leopard Forever. One of the other teams. I'm not having him fashionising with the other teams. Bring my drink and crisps over with you. Good evening, Geoffrey. Uh, hello, Arthur. You're not going to introduce me to your Hell's Angel friends? Um, uh, that's Dennis, that's Mickey, and this is Fish. Fish? Sort of name's that for a name? That's because I like Marillion. Everybody calls me Fish. What kind of a fish is a marillion, then? I've never heard of it. A marillion's not a fish. Well, why do they call you fish, then? It's after the singer. What singer? The singer in the band Marillion. He used to be called Fish. Why? I don't know. It's just his name. They used to call me it at school, and it stuck. Well, it's a good job he wasn't called Baboon, then, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be tempted to play that down if I were you. I mean, some fish doesn't half smell when you're cooking it. Tom Finney Haddock. Oh, dear. You have to keep all your windows and doors open when you're frying that. You'd be better off calling yourself the other one. What? Marion. 
Marion, what are you talking about? Don't ask me. You started it, smelling the place out. Marion, that fish was in. Marillion. John Wayne was called Marion, eh? <laughs> At least he had the good sense to call himself something non-aquatic when he changed his name. <laughs> fish Wayne, eh? Can you imagine that? Doesn't work with anything. What's your surname? Uh, it's just one name, Fish. You don't say it with a surname. One, two, one, two. <clears throat> Evening, everybody. Welcome to the Shoulder of Mutton Quiz Night. If you'd like to make sure you've got a drink before we start, you've got five minutes. Oh, we better get sat down, Arthur. Thank you very much, Geoffrey. I'll have a pint of bitter and a packet of slight spicy salt crisps. Ooh, I'll be sitting over there. Oh, here's Wilf. You're just in time, aren't you? I hope that's because you've been spotting up. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I get you a drink? Oh, go on then. I'll have a pint of bitter and a packet of smoky onion crisps. All right. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. I, I hope you're not going to be sitting that close when we start, Fish. I don't want your lot ear-wiggling in on our starters for ten. Don't worry. I can't understand what you're saying anyway. Here's your drink, Arthur. Thank you, Sally. You are a gentleman. Uh, and before you get all women's glib about it, I'd have said that to you even if you were a man-love. So don't come that. Because any tribunal would find in my favour. Is he on anything? Oh, Sally, allow me to introduce you to a fish. Oh. Oh, I know, fish. I've known him since he was little. What's his last name? Phillips. What? Phillips. Fish Phillips. <laughs> what sort of name's that for a full-grown man without gills? It's Phillips, not Phillips. Oh dear, I've heard everything now. Fish Phillips. I suppose your dad's captain's bird's eyes, is he? Hey, wouldn't surprise me. Here we are, there's your drink, Arthur. Oh, Geoffrey, you shouldn't have. Sally's just got me one. What? Well, I suppose I'll have to drink it now you've gone and done that. But you said to... Where's my crisps? Oh, I forgot them. Forgot them? Well, you'll have to get them when it's your round, eh? It's a, it's a good job I had the foresight to get Sally to buy me a packet. Here we go. One pint of bitter. Oh, Wilf. Oh, look at that. What? These other two cities so-and-so-and-sos have got me one and another one. Um, oh, well, I suppose I can force it down. Here, don't tell me you've forgot me crisps as well. No, they're in my pockets. Oh, good. Two out of three is not bad, is it? Oh, here we go. Right, uh, if you'd like to settle down then, everybody, we'll uh, get this shoulder of mutton quiz night underway. Right, come on, you lot. Concentration. Geoffrey, you write the answers down. I've got too many drinks in my hands. Question one. Sport. Oh, I'm good at sport. How many times did Muhammad Ali win the heavyweight championship of the world? I know this. Once. No, twice. But put down once or twice. Um, do, do we get half a point for being one out? It was three times. How do you know? I like boxing. Question two. Films. Oh, I'm good at films. What um, was referred to as Rosebud in the 1941 film Citizen Key? I know this. I know this. It's a trick question. It was a bud on a rose tree. Come on, put that down. A bud on a rose tree. Oh, yes. I can almost smell the taste of that money. I can almost taste the smell of... It was a sledge. Don't be ridiculous. Who would call a sledge that? As your captain, I command you to put a rosebush. Question three. People. Oh, I'm good with people. Everybody says that. What was John Wayne's real name? I know this. It's Marillion. Ha-ha! 
got one. Put that down. Go on. Merillion. That's one to me, that is. Ooh, what's the matter, Philip? You look a bit puzzled. Can't you remember who that was? It's Marion Morrison. That's what I said, isn't it, Sally? Stop trying to crack on you, Gussie. I got that one. Question four. Meat. <laughs> right, that was the final question. Time's up. I'll come round and collect your papers. Fifty quid, eh? Oh, I'll get some stuff with that. And I'll see you lot all right. You needn't worry about that. You've been a big help to me. Oh, hello, here comes Jack. Where, where's that paper, Geoffrey? Evening, gentlemen. Sally, how'd you get on, Arthur? Oh, thanks very much, Jack. I'll have a large short with you. Uh, I didn't actually... Uh... I'll go and tell Mary you've put me one in the hole. Oh, and I'll have a packet of ready-prawned crisps as well. Yeah. I'll see you on the podium, Jack, when you present me with my winnings. Right, everyone, can I have some quiet, please? Now, amazingly, two teams have finished up with exactly the same score. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask the team captains to come up and join me for a tie-break question. Can the team captain of Def Leppard Forever step up? Fixed. It's all fixed, is that? It's all fixed. And the team captain of the three or four musketeers. Oh, shut up. Get out of the way. Here we are. I'm the captain, the captain of the musketeers. Hello, everyone that knows me. Oh, well, if it's not fish, fill it. So we meet again. <laughs> right. The first person that can answer this question correctly will win the £50 jackpot. Who was the only person to have been world professional snooker champion in both the 1970s and the 1980s? Me! Yes, I know this, I know this. Uh, let me think. Uh, right, it's either Ray Reardon, John Spencer, uh, Kurt Stevens, Terry Griffiths, uh, Jimmy White, Big Bill Werbenyuk, Perry Manns, Cliff Thorburn, Steve Davis, Fred Davis, Joe Davis, Tony Drago, Dennis Taylor, Doug Mountjoy, Stephen Henry... Patsy Fagan, Ronnie O'Sullivan, Jack Carnack, Willie Thorne, Joe Johnson, David Taylor, Peter Ebden, Cliff Wilson, Rex Williams, Dino Kane, John Parrott, John Virgo, or Eric Bristow. <laughs> Eric Bristow, that's my final answer. It was Alex Hovercane Higgins. Correct. Well done. Jeff Leppard forever. Commiserations to the three or four musketeers. Robbery. That is daylight robbery, that is. Never mind. It's all for charity, isn't it? What are you talking about, charity? The quiz tonight. It's for charity. Well, no one told me that. So even if I had won the money, I wouldn't have won the money. Well, whoever wins nominates a charity and Jack sends the money to it. Well, I wish someone had said, I've spent half my winnings I didn't win. I wondered why you were called Deaf Lepers. <laughs> Mind you, it's, it's a bit misleading. You call yourself Deaf Lepers forever, isn't it? Because that sounds like you want to keep them deaf. So you should have a look at that. Talking of charities, what was yours? What did you say about charities? What's yours? Oh, thank you very much, Fishface. <laughs> I'll have a large double scotch with you. And whilst you're at it, you can get me a packet of crisps as well. Sea pepper and crack scampi in a basket once. Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Mel Gedroich, Alistair Kerr and Dave Manfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. 
Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Bath, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Ratcliffe, and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production.